Have you ever dreamed of living in a van down by the river? And by van, I mean a new, fully functional, Class B motorhome with all the off-the-grid bells and whistles? Today's guest dreamed the dream, made it happen. She sold the house, bought the van, and took off, and we're here to hear all about it. Stay tuned. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit, and I'm a girl camper. I go places and do things with other adventurous and curious women. We camp like girls in tents, vans, travel trailers, motorhomes, and even cars. We travel solo and in groups to girl camping gatherings, large and small, to bucket list destinations with friends, or on our own to wherever the wind blows us. On this show, we'll talk about the qualities of a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party and you're invited. Stay tuned while we share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Today's episode is brought to you by our consortium of girl camper friendly RV dealerships. General RV with 12 locations in the U.S., Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee. Also providing sponsorship are our friends at Kempco Manufacturing, makers of over 4,000 products for your RV, boat, and tailgating needs. And of course, Liberty Outdoors, manufacturers of the award-winning Max and Mini Max travel trailers. Thank you, Girl Camper Sponsors, for allowing me to bring great RV content to outdoor enthusiasts everywhere. Before we jump into today's topic, I have a message from our friends at Bankston Motorhomes. Bankston has five locations in the Southeast, three in Alabama and two in Tennessee. They are a number one Best in Business Award winner that has been helping families make their RV travel dreams come true since the 1970s. It is not easy to get that Best in Business Award certificate. Whether you are looking for a motorhome, fifth wheel, travel trailer, Bankston has something for you. They carry so many of our girl camper favorite models, including that Winnebago Travato. Boy, we talk about Class B luxury. The R-Pod, the largest selling lightweight towable in the country. And of course, my personal favorite, the Max Trailer by Liberty Outdoors. To visit any one of Bankston's locations, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com and do some virtual shopping. Or just head over to girlcamper.com and follow the link. Thank you, Bankston, for making Girl Camper Dreams come true. Welcome back, everyone. I am happy to welcome my friend and fellow Girl Camper, Sandy Newkirk, to the show today. Sandy raised her boys camping until they hit high school and had jobs. She bought a used trailer and returned to camping when she discovered the girl camping movement. She upgraded that old trailer to a brand new teardrop only one year later. She then did what so many people dream of doing and sold the home, bought a Class B motorhome, and took off to see the country. Although she's only three months into her adventures, I really want us to take this journey with Sandy, so I asked her to come on the show today and talk about her life so far on the road. It's my pleasure to welcome Sandy to the show today. Thank you. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. 
happy to be back. Well, I'm glad to have you back in town here. I'm glad to be back to visit I mean, everyone. We were neighbors, I mean, less than a mile. Right. I would sometimes walk to your house. And now you're gone, and I can't tell you how many times I'm on my walk, and I can't go by and see if your car is there. <laughs> <laughs> so you took off. And I, I want to give people a little background, though. You are pretty young to be out there full-timing. You're only in your early 50s, and you are not retired. Um, but you had the opportunity to change your lifestyle when the big pharmaceutical company you work for kind of downsized your whole department and you got a pretty sweet like little exit package yes i did so that gave you the opportunity to just wait a minute here yep i can really pivot make the plans happen (laughs) so tell us a little bit about what went into making that decision uh the fact that i was not sure if i could get a job or get another job making the same amount of money. And I'm a single woman, so everything depends upon my paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided not to take a chance and have to wait maybe six months later, find out I still didn't have a job and then have to hurry and sell the house. So I yeah. decided to do it right away. Um, my plan was to downsize within about two years anyway and do this, go on the road, you know, full time. So this just made it happen a little faster. Yeah, I was going to say, you were already thinking about this. Yes. Yeah, so you this just pushed you up. So yeah. I want to talk for a minute about what went into choosing the motorhome. You went back and forth between a B and a C. Yes. And you, and this is funny because uh, Leslie Abbott was on a few weeks ago, and she went back and forth, and she landed on a C. But you went back and forth and landed mm-hmm. on the B. Right. So I landed on the B because uh, after throwing it all around and I had actually went to look at a Winnebago view, which is the one I wanted if it was a C, and I drove one and wow, it was kind of consuming. And then I went and drove a class B and it just went through my mind all the time of how much more I could do in the small B class over the C class with parking, camping, you know, everything in general. Uh, So I did throw it around quite a bit, but ended up choosing the Class B. Okay, no regrets on that? Uh, I can't say no. You know, at times I think, well, if I had the C, you know, I'd have a little more room. Uh, When it's bad weather and it's raining and the dogs have to stay in, I could, you know play with Rex a little bit more with his ball because he loves playing. Uh, But then I think, well, I could not just pull in any park and spot like I can with a bay. Um, I can pull off the road any old time I see something that catches my eye. Um, If I had anything bigger than a B class, I would have to basically go on Google Maps and, you know, do a satellite view to see if I could actually pull in there and park. Okay. I don't have to do that in the B class. I can fit in any parking space. So, what are the actual dimensions? I am twenty foot long, and I am nine foot five inches tall. Okay, so you have not run into a problem like I can't I get ha- in here. Correct. Okay, so that's a good thing. I want to talk about the learning curve because you're a travel trailer girl. Yes. 
So when you raised your boys, you had a travel trailer, and then you went to tent camping for a while. Right. But when you got back into it and girl camping, you had two travel trailers in the four years you and I have been camping together. Right. So the Class B is a whole different animal. The motorhome. Yes. What has the learning curve been big, like? Big difference, um, big learning curve. Every time I... Every time I hook up a certain way, whether it's plugging into um, shore power, I have to set up one way. If I'm using my, you know, solar battery power, I have to push buttons a different way. And then when I pack up to drive down the road, the buttons go another way. So there's three different settings I have to do and, and had to learn that was just for my electrical. Um, I have a cassette toilet. That was something completely new to me, but much easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Although I've heard people on YouTube say horror stories about them. I have no problem. I think it's very easy. I think you need to stop and tell people what a cassette toilet is because I never knew myself until about four years ago. Well, it's a, a little box, and it's got wheels on it, and it's got a handle that extends, mm -hmm. so it kind of looks like a piece of luggage that you can roll around. And it goes underneath your toilet, and it's a five-gallon capacity, and that's basically where you put your chemical and water, and mm -hmm. you do your... Number <laughs> Yeah, you do your business in it. <laughs> yeah. And so... This is a little different because yes. you actually pull this out and can go dump it. In right. some ways, it's really portable. You could actually carry it into a house and dump it in your home toilet. Yes. That's how small it is. Yes. The bad side is that it doesn't have a big <clears throat> reservoir. Right. It's only five five gallons. Yeah. Has it been a problem for you? No. Uh, the first time I went to dump it, you know, I was expecting the worst. And, you know, you just swing the, the arm over, yeah. take the lid off. Press a lift it up, tip it over, press a button, and at the dump station, yes, mm -hmm. or in a toilet, yeah. and there she goes. <laughs> there you and, go. And um, it was quite easy. I was like, wow, that was easy. <laughs> you know, um, I think a lot of people I know who do van life don't mm -hmm. even have a potty. So, yes, you chose a is your van a it's a 2019. Right? Yes. Isn't it? So you chose uh, the Active by a Heimer. Heimer. Yep. It's a 2019, so it's got solar, it's got all the bells it's got and everything. whistles. Yep. So it's not really like living in a van down by the river. No, it's you not. You can shower in it. Yeah. It's a microwave. Yeah, you can, yep. Although I took my microwave out so I could have more storage area. Okay, I was just going to ask you that. So, what modifications, <laughs> like once you hit the road, what are the modifications you've already made? Well, that was the biggest thing, um, going from a home into a 20-foot van. Um, it was very challenging, uh, more challenging than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I had to start thinking of how I wanted to do things because it's not like you just, like your home. You go in, you start dinner, you do this, you pull mm -hmm. everything out. You don't have a lot of space to do that. So you really have to start thinking of how you're going to do everything that you're doing in mm -hmm. that small space. Um, so that that part so, was challenging. So what um, what kind of modifications did you make? So modifications. Uh, one, I took You got the, rid of the microwave. Before I even left, the microwave came out. Um, we 
we put we cut shelves to put in a pantry cabinet i have like two pantry long pantry cabinets the top one um made shelves to put in there uh, the bottom one was two shelves that was already done. But since then, and since being on the road, mm -hmm. I now have a slide out um, shelf that I had I bought and had my son install for me. So I had bins on the shelf, and every time I would slide a bin out, they're heavy from all your stuff that you have in there. So it'll be almost dropping it. So with this, the whole unit comes out. I can pick and choose what I want. It's just like, like being in your kitchen yeah. with a slide out. Like a slide out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those are really nice. Yes. I, honestly, I wish I did have that in my camper. Yeah. That's a mod I might make myself. Yeah. I know that I watched you downsize. Mm -hmm. And for a while, you were bringing your stuff here. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Giving don't. away. <laughs> you, you, you just... You were ruthless. I mean, you were yeah. just like, don't need it, don't need it. And I would yeah. be like, Sandy, are you sure you don't want yeah, that? Yeah, that's what everybody said. <laughs> but but you, once you got in that, did you still have more stuff than you needed? Or, in the or, van? Yeah. Yes, because when I left, it we had that polar vortex here in the Northeast, and it was just rain and snow and cold weather. And I really couldn't do anything outside in the... Uh, the RV after I purchased it and brought it home because it was dead of winter. But then we got, f I think, four or five days where it was 40 degrees. Um, I had set aside everything that I knew I wanted to bring with me, but limited time. So yeah. I basically picked all that stuff up, just found a spot in the van somewhere, yeah. everywhere, and just stacked it in there. That's as I got on the road each week. Was like, why did I even bring this? I don't have room yeah. for this. If I'm moving it constantly back and forth, it's always in my way. I haven't used it in the past two weeks. Out it went. What are some of the things you got rid of? Oh my gosh, blankets, um, towels, clothing, just just junk that I thought yeah. I would want. How many towels do you have in the camper right now? I have three, and that's too many. And when I mean three, I mean big towels, Bath shower towels. towels. I probably could just use the two. So I right. have a third one. Um, socks. I, I had more socks, socks than you knew what to do. And I could put socks on probably three different people. I had that many yeah. socks. But I didn't realize that. I just threw yeah. it all in there. Yeah. Um, but blankets. I had way too many blankets. You know, I, I look at you and I... You were really uh, a spreadsheet, uh, Excel sheet going. Um, you researched the daylights out yes. of everything, not just um, the purchase, you know, but what it was going to cost you to live on the road, mm -hmm. you know, approximate monthly, monthly expenses. What is your biggest expense on the road? <laughs> uh, internet connection. Data. Really? Oh, yeah. I have... I have three hotspots, so I can always yeah. dial in. I have an AT&T, a Verizon, and a T-Mobile. Uh, so between my hotspots and my phones, um, the T-Mobile is a phone slash hotspot, and then my regular phone is an AT&T. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say that. And then probably, mm, I'd have to look at it, but g gas and food. Okay. Next, But, yeah, data is definitely the biggest. I want to talk about the food because I'm going to tell everybody here, you walked in the door here the other day because you're driveway camping at my house. It's been so fun. You walked in the door the other day and I'm like, whoa, who is this person? So 
I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to brag about you. Okay. You lost 27 pounds since you left here in February. March. Yes. March. Yes. I left beginning of Mar March 11th. Yeah. Yes. I've lost 27 pounds since beginning of March. So is that because you have such a little refrigerator? No. <laughs> yeah. It, well, some people think it's because I'm yeah. living on the road and I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> Almost homeless. But no, that is not why. Um, I had a little bit of a health scare just before I left. Mm -hmm. And uh, my doctor just kind of hit me the right way, um, in a good way, that... If I was on the road by myself, this is what I thought of from after what she talked to me about. Um, if I was on the road by myself and I got sick, um, which, you know, about two years ago, I had a bad case of um, shingles. Yeah. If And that was what went through my mind. Oh, my gosh. If I ever got shingles again on the road, who's going to take care of Although I took care of myself then. But yeah. That would be kind of hard because I was very sick during that time. And that's kind of what she kind of woke me up to. Um, and it scared me. And then I thought of my parents. Both my parents have got cancer and passed away from cancer. My father was a diabetic and I just watched him always get worse, never yeah. better. And I didn't want that in my aging life. I, mm -hmm. I want my kids not to have to worry about me. I want to be the healthiest I can be. So to me, this was the time I needed to start doing that. So I basically, um, kind of unknowingly, my doctor told me she wanted me to go gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, but take a couple months to get there. Well, I had... Eliminate one at a time. Right. Like one month at a time, eliminate stuff. Um, till maybe four or five months from now, I'd be completely free of all those. So I kind of just went home and cleaned out all the bad stuff and then mm -hmm. went to this grocery store and bought all the good stuff. Yeah. I basically changed over to a whole foods um, eating. I eat organic as much as possible, grass fed. Um, you can't get it everywhere, mm -hmm. but probably 80% of the time I'm, I'm doing mm -hmm. that good. Um, I've completely eliminated gluten, um, sugar also. Uh, dairy I did in the beginning, but I introduced dairy back, um, mm -hmm. but nowhere near what I was eating. Mm -hmm. eating before I was a cheese head. Yeah. <laughs> Ate cheese like crazy. So um, like I'll have a cheeseburger now if I go out. Um, like my yogurt, I'll do coconut or almond. Yeah, I didn't even know they had those. Yeah. So I do that for yogurt when I feel I need a yogurt. And then uh, oh, I love Mexican, so I have to have sour cream and a little cheese on there. Yeah. But that's basically it. Um, before, you'd see me eating bricks of cheese. So I don't do that anymore. So do you feel that life on the road is made that kind of health transition easier for you? Yes. Because I can get rid of everything in this house that I shouldn't be eating. And then people come over and they bring me stuff and they, and my kids come home or they stop by to visit and well, or my husband's like, let's get a pizza. Like it's hard if, in a house because there's, I mean, you would find me in the bottom of the bakery drawer eating the chocolate chip morsels for cookies. Yeah. Like, I would find them and eat them. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had a terrible sugar addiction. And I unfortunately got that sweet tooth from my mother and her dad, my grandfather. Yeah. Um, and I know they kept saying, you know, now all they say is sugar feeds cancer. And being that my parents had cancer. Both of them. Yeah. That's what started scaring me. And I didn't want that. I, I don't want cancer. I mean, yeah. hopefully I never get it. Hopefully my kids don't have to go through that with me and right. all that. Um. And that's kind of what's what did it. But 
That being said, I'm by myself. I have, and that's what I said to myself. I have no excuse now. My two boys that were living with me, mm-hmm. I can't blame it on them anymore that they <laughs> came home with a pizza. Or, I have to buy this for Jake. Right. It's his favorite. <laughs> exactly. I had no excuse. So that's basically what I kind of pumped myself up to. You have mm-hmm. no excuse. Just do it. So what is the kitchen in a class B like? How, like, how is it operating in that kitchen? Because I saw your fridge, and it's so small. It is small, um, but and that was a big, um, a big adjustment because you know you're you're used to a very big, large refrigerator at home. Yeah. My first time shopping, I came out of the uh, store and started putting my groceries away, you know, in my cabinets to dry goods, put them in the refrigerator, and then I had all this food left over on the floor yeah. that still needed to go in the refrigerator. <laughs> so I had to go through my food and decide what I really wanted and needed to keep, and then I basically went right back into the store to return the stuff that I could not fit in They let you do that? Yes. Yeah. Now, do you repackage food when you get it home? Because a lot of times the container takes up so much space. The container. Yes. Like you think a package of strawberries. Right. If you cut them up in a little low bowl right, with can, a lid. Yeah. And my my dishes for storing in the mm-hmm. refrigerator are collapsible. Oh, okay. So I yeah, have a lot of very... Um, RV smart? Yes, RV, yeah, <laughs> RV uh, savvy ways of packaging things. So I have collapsible uh, bowls. Um, I did have round bowls, and I almost got rid of them, but I decided to use them for, like, my, um, if I do oatmeal or something like mm-hmm. that, um, or soup, mm-hmm. I, I keep the round bowls. But everything else now goes into a square, a rectangle collapsible bowl, because they're the easiest thing. I've seen those. To put and I like the, the lids. Right. When you start going with round bowls, it, it Your takes corners up too, are lost. Yes. Yeah. It takes up too much room. And these rectangular ones are very stackable. Yes. The lids kind of receive each other and keep the stuff from moving around. Right. Now, you travel with two dogs. Yes. Tell two, everybody about your dogs. Two, <laughs> They're so two cute. Two little mini dachshunds, uh, a male and a female. Um they, so they're small, because a class yeah. B is small, but your yeah. dogs are small. Yeah, um, Rex is 11 pounds, Daisy's 15, so yeah, they're yeah. very small. How have they adapted? Um, it's been a little hard for them. Yeah. Um, they, I think, miss the home, because dogs are, you know, creatures of habit. They love camping now. So if I pull into a place and we're there for like two weeks, they're in their glory. They're happy. You know what I mean? It's like they don't miss a home or anything like that. They don't like the driving part. Yeah. They're They're like Rick. (laughs) Yeah. They don't like the driving part, which is funny because in my car, they used to be fine. My SUV, they were fine. But this is a big difference. It's a lot taller. It's bigger and spacious. And there's a lot of noise. Have they found their spot? Uh, Pretty much, yes. Right now, they have. In the beginning, it was a little hard. I had um, something modified to make it easier for them. Mm-hmm. That went out the first week. Okay. That just completely got trashed because yeah. it, it didn't work and it was in the way and I couldn't use it for anything else. So I had Goodbye. to get rid of that. Yeah. So I what I'm, I I look at the dogs and I think, you know, your, your dogs have always been very good. Daisy's a little bit of a barker when somebody yes. comes by, but... What is it like when you're at the campground or not so much at the campground? So 
let's say you're on the road, you're going someplace, and I know you. You're the person who's like, oh my God, look at that sign. I got to pull over and see that thing. Um, Have you adjusted to like leaving them in the car while you explore? I do, but not for long periods of time. Okay. It's that's that's what I'm saying. This transitioning, it's like I said, mm-hmm. it's still early. Um, it's I'm I'm graduating each week. Each each month, we're getting better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like right now is much better than it was in March okay. when I left, and in April also. So, um, I'm I still feel that. I'm not in, like, people ask me, have you, ha- oh, you're having fun, you're good, having yeah. a great time. Uh, yeah, I'm having fun, mm-hmm. um, but I'm also adjusting still. This right. is a completely different What's been the lifestyle. biggest thing you've had to adapt to? Living this small. Yeah. And, like I said, just realize. What do you miss? I don't miss the house. <laughs> you don't miss, no regrets on no, the house. No regrets whatsoever on the house. Uh, probably the only thing I miss it is kind of having a place just to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, it's hard to get used to not going home to the same place all the time. Right. Now home is the RV. And that's what I call it. So that when the dogs and I are out walking and everything, like, okay, we're done here. Let's go home. And, it is your home. and Right. And that is my home. I mean, the dogs go, get in, and that's their home. And they have their spots. But I think with a Class B especially, you've got to feel that a little more. Like if you had a fifth wheel, you'd be out every day um, in your truck or your tow vehicle like I am. And I come back to my trailer, and I've been away from it all day. But when you go someplace, you take the whole show yeah, with you. Right. So you never really have that feeling that, oh, we're back yeah, home. Yeah, we're back home. That's true. That could be what it is. That that's a a good you yeah. Know. So it's a it's a little different, you know. Yeah. I'm like even here at home during the day. Um, I usually work in my office, but sometimes I carry so much crap down to the living room because I just need to look at a different space. Right. You know, and um, I just need a change of location, even in the same house. But you can't really do that in a class B. Well, you can't. But I. I live in the Class B, mm-hmm. but I live outside. Right. I so, was just going to ask you that because you are, you are an outdoor person. Yes, big time. Yes. Yeah. I I would be outside any time more than being inside. So that was one reason why I thought I could do this. Um, why I thought I could go for the B class. Um, because I'm outside more than I'm inside. I basically am inside to sleep or if it's bad weather we go inside but as mm-hmm. soon as the weather breaks we're we're outside walking around again yeah you know, we do a lot of walking have you hit any really bad weather yeah so i've hit bad weather in florida and in north carolina like the thunderstorms yes, bad yeah. thunder lightning storms yes yeah how yeah. is that frightening um it is and especially if you're you know under trees and stuff in a campground because yeah. some campgrounds are very tree loaded and some mm-hmm. are not but um it is, but... You... Have you ever had to go to a shelter? No. Yeah. Do you find that this whole lifestyle change is, is frightening or freeing? Um, Frightening. I... Frightening to me is a very, like... <laughs> frightening word? Frightening <laughs> word, yeah, where it's a little scary. I always yeah. go scary more. Frightening yeah. to me is very, you yeah. know, yikes. Halloween, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, the stabbing yeah, kind of yeah. thing is what I think frightening. Um, it's a, it's a little scary, d- definitely. Um, because you don't know what's going to happen. 
Um, you plan to do something and something can happen and you're not doing what you plan to do. And I am, I am a planner. I mean, I'm a project manager by <laughs> profession. Trade, yeah. But at the same time, I'm very right brained also. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Very creative and stuff like that. So um, I, I have plans, but they're not written in stone because I've I have always kind of flown by the seat of my pants in life in general. Mm -hmm. um, having kids, as you know, mm -hmm. you can't plan everything because plans get upset. That's not how constantly. they do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so that, of course, has changed us all, especially as moms. Um, but with traveling, that's even more so. I mean, because you can get in a place and you're like, wow, I only booked five days here. Yeah. No, I'm staying longer. I want to stay two weeks. So now you're calling ahead to change your plans if you've planned ahead. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to be very honest. I don't have plans ahead. Not I now. completely fly by the seat of my pants and I know that's going to freak some people out. Yeah. Um, I am a planner, but I'm like not, a, you know, yeah. I don't, don't have to have a plan like that. But um, yeah. So I want to talk about that for a minute, like the way you camp and um, and just being open to wonder. Yeah. And, you know, um, tell me what kind of camping you're doing. Are you doing campgrounds, state parks? boondocking harvest hosts what what's your system been okay so i have memberships to harvest hosts boondockers welcome i've used boondockers welcome um how was that experience that was fine um, where'd you go just that was in tennessee somewhere in tennessee mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a in a um music hall parking lot um down by the river i lived in my van my <laughs> my first night <laughs> that was funny yeah <laughs> Um, that was fine. And then, um, besides that, I've done campgrounds, uh, both state campgrounds, mm -hmm. um, and private owned campgrounds. Um, I also now have a thousand trails membership. I have the zone pass. So I have two zones, the Southeast and the Northeast, uh, cause I knew we'd be coming, uh, up North. And then I have the trails collection. Which what does is, that mean? The no, trails. The trails collection is a. Well, just so let me just interrupt for a minute because there might be some people who don't know what Thousand Trails is. So they're uh, a campground campground um, club club yeah. all over the country, and they're they break up into zones, and I think there's five zones. Yes, there's five. So zones. you can buy a pass for one zone, two zone, three right. zones, and you can stay there. You pay one flat fee, correct? And then if it's two for zones, each zone, yeah. for a higher fee, right? And then when you go there, you can stay there up to two weeks without correct. paying for anything. But then you got to go. You have, you have to, to be, leave. You have to leave the system for seven days before you can go back in. Uh, for another two weeks. So you might have to stay at a state campground or someplace right. for a week and then move on to your next thousand trails. So yeah. what has that been for you? Like, is it good? Do you yeah. like it? When I, I bought it when I was in Florida. Um, that's when I used it. I met friends there that I met in Alabama when I went to the... Um, the RV Summit. Yeah. So I just want to tell everybody about the RV Summit. So the RV Summit is an annual event and it's run by Heath. I always want to say Alyssa. 
Heath and Alyssa, right? Yes. Paget. Yeah. From um, RV Entrepreneur Podcast, which is a really great show if you want to make money on the road. Correct. I mean, they're really engaging, really interesting yes. people. Right. And they do a summit every year, which is really grown, and they help people learn to, you know, live on li- the road, live on the road, right. and start your own business on the road. I always want to go to their summit, but it always conflicts with something. Yeah. But no, it it was great fun. It was oh my god, a tremendous amount of learning. Uh, I met. Great new friends there. Mm-hmm. Um, we keep in touch. Full timers, yep, a lot of timers. Yeah. Some were uh, good, good friends of mine. Uh, have only been on the road. Well, probably more than nine months. When I met them, it was nine months. Um, and I keep in touch with them. Uh, another woman, uh, she was on the road for two years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And we've all kept in touch since we left. So when you left there, you went to Florida, and that's where you did the Thousand Trails? Yeah. So I got to Florida. I did the Thousand Trails. I stayed um, at one Thousand Trail park down there around Orlando for two weeks. And then I came out of there, and then I went to a Florida, um, like, wildlife area, managed managed area. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was there. I was also there for two weeks. Um, what is it like when you get to stay someplace two weeks? It's very relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it, it was very relaxing because that's when it feels more like home because yeah. you can, you know. Yeah. And I was learning my rig at that time. So I didn't, I didn't do a lot of probably what people think. I was all over the state of Florida visiting and doing this. Did you go to, I didn't do any of that. I didn't go to Disney. I didn't, I mean, I toured the um, the Gulf Coast a little bit mm-hmm. with a, a friend of mine. Um, I did not do a lot of touring because my way of getting used to this was I wanted to get used to living in this. Mm-hmm. I went to Florida because um, I wanted to be where it was warm. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason for going to Florida. And then, you know, slowly migrating back up north and then seeing my son in North Carolina. Um and I've curbed, curbside camped, yeah. boondocked. I have not actually boondocked on, you know, BLM land because most of that's out west. There are different areas on the east coast you can. But um, it's mainly just been campgrounds, um, state campgrounds. Oh. Um, Assateague? Uh, Assateague, yeah, that was a, yeah. a boondocking. That was a state park, no electric mm-hmm. or anything there. So that was probably my first time. That was my first time ever boondocking. And how was it? No power. Um, It was fine because, you know, I have solar and all that, and I have my Mm -hmm. batteries. I have lithium batteries and things. Um, I was good uh, up until the last day and a half. My battery, yeah, started. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, but you could always just plug in or unplug and drive around. I could, but you have to drive around pretty good amount of time. Oh, really? Yeah. Two, okay. two hours really doesn't do it. You exactly. you really need to charge your batteries because of the way mine works with a mm-hmm. second alternator besides the engine alternator. Um, a good four-hour drive will okay. do it. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to take a break right now because I asked the girl campers what kind of questions they have for you. And we're going to have a message from CampCon. We'll be right back. Well, our friends at Campco are at it again. They are making things. Things for RVing, things for tailgating, things for boating, grilling, camping, things for having fun. 
One of the most fun things I have that Campco makes is their portable bamboo table. You know when you get to a campground, sometimes you have a picnic table and sometimes you don't. But even if you have a picnic table, this portable table is fantastic. I put it up against my trailer and I use it to keep my um, ice cube maker on it and just things that I want all the time. I set up a little portable outdoor drinking station there. I'll put my cooler underneath it. It folds down very easily. When it's all folded down, it only weighs eight pounds. It has a built-in handle on the side. One of the things that's really neat about this is the legs are adjustable. So nice bright aluminum legs. You can unscrew the bottom and they go up into the other leg. So they, they have a way of folding in on themselves. And you can use that as a coffee table or you can pull them down and they snap and then it is a, a dining size table because I have two of these and I put them end to end and I create a long dining table under my awning. It's so, so pretty. Another cool feature on it is the bottom of those legs have a little adjustable knob. So if you get there and the ground is just a little off, you can screw it open and make it fit better. So. The Campco Bamboo Portable Table. It's a fantastic camping item. You can get it on Amazon, $73.77. If you look at the competitors, $114.115. So this is a real bargain. Check it out at Campco on Amazon. We'll be right back with Sandy. Okay, welcome back everybody. Okay, Sandy. I reached out to the girl campers. What do you want Sandy to tell you? Okay, so we have a couple questions from the girls. Um, one of them wants to know, uh, have you gotten into any situations on the road where you really felt, she said frightened, but I'll say scared. Absolutely not. <laughs> you never felt nope. scared? and I have slept in parking lots. Really? Yep. I know you do the Cracker Barrel yep. parking lot. Yep. Never. Nope. No. Oh, good for uh, you. Even when I did the uh, Boondockers Welcome, that was a parking lot. Yeah. Um, I have not yet ever, whether I was in a parking lot, yeah. in a campground, felt unsafe. All right. Someone wants to know, what do you do at night? What do I do at night? Um, well, the dogs and I go in. <laughs> <laughs> and they like to get on the bed and cozy on in for the evening. And I usually either have my iPad, um, you know, surf the internet a little bit or, you know, do reading. Um, and I have all my books now, uh, electronic. So they're all on the iPad. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, read or just, you yeah. know, surf the internet check in with, you know, friends and family and stuff like that. And now that it's um, lighter out, you can really stay outside later before yes. you come in for the evening. Yeah. I would imagine in, in the winter when it's dark at 4.30, it could yeah, feel and, like a long night. Yeah. And since I left in March, it was still kind of, it was, wasn't as bad as the dead of, of winter, like December, January, where, like you uh -huh. said, 4.30, it's almost, you know, dark out. So when I left, it wasn't that bad, and it's just gotten better over time between that and the weather and the sun. Okay, Carol wants to know where you get your mail. How do you get mail? Like, how do you pay your bills? Like, All my bills are online. Online. Every single one of my bills has been has been set up online, and I've been like that for a long time. I do everything but online. But if someone wanted to send you a, a wedding invitation, like, how do you get that mail? Okay, I had someone that said to me, where do I send my wedding invitation? I said, mm -hmm. take a photo of it and text it to me and <laughs> save the invitation and send it to someone else because oh. 
Okay. What do I need the paper for? You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have only done the same thing if they actually mailed it to me. I would mm -hmm. have taken a photo of it so I have it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I do with a lot of documents. When I do get things that I know I need, I take a photo of it and PDF it mm -hmm. and then file it. But if I need to receive mail, it depends where you are. The campgrounds. Some campgrounds will allow mm -hmm. you to send packages or mail to them mm -hmm. for you. Some will not. If they don't allow it, then you can have the local post office go to them to see if they will um, accept general mail. And you can have someone send a package to the post office. That local post office is general mail with your name on it. And I think it's 30 days you get to go pick that up. So, or, so it's uh, not been a problem. No, and the last thing has been a UPS store. UPS store, I've been told, will also accept packages or mail for you. They just, I think, char charge you a fee for it. Do you have any advice for someone who is thinking about this? Is there like a mistake you feel you made that... No, no, no? mistakes. No mistakes. So for someone just listening to this who just thinks, I can't wait to ditch this house... What would you tell them? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's all I did. I, the opportunity came up, you know, in the back of my head, this is what I wanted to do in the next two years. And that losing the job opportunity came up, which pushed me into it sooner. And, you know, the whole entire time that I was downsizing and get rid of and putting the house on the market, the, the thoughts were go, going crazy in my head. Do mm -hmm. I really want to do this? But I just kept going forward. I just kept pushing forward. Um and it's not like you made a permanent change. You no. can sell your house, travel around for two years, and then say, I'm going to buy a condo. Exactly. It's not like you, you gave up any opportunity to ever own a no. home again. <laughs> I, right. Um, I don't think I would own a home again. Yeah. Um, if I did, I might do something like a, a Airbnb where mm -hmm. I can go maybe at times, and then when I'm not there because I'm traveling, mm -hmm. you know, I can rent it out and do something That's like that. That's a good that. idea. Yeah. Um, I've also, I've already looked at, at opportunities for that and not that I'm jumping into that yet but I've looked and that's mm -hmm. been since the RV entrepreneurial summit somebody was doing, doing that yeah. yeah yeah that's what they're doing um so yeah I I mean I can sell sell the RV tomorrow if I wanted to and go get a home you yeah know, I, it's not that big of a deal no, to you. you just sell whatever it is you have whether it's a home or a vehicle or well I won't ask you where you're going next because you don't know uh where am I going next well mm -hmm. I'll be home here for probably another week or two. Oh, we're going. Oh, well, you and I are camping. going camping. Yeah, we're going, yeah. camping, we're going camping. the Water Gap. Yep, the Delaware um, Water Gap, our stomping grounds. Right, and then when we come back from that, I'll probably be around one more week. I'm hoping just one more week. And then after that, where am I going? Um, the plan right now is probably to head to upstate New York. I have mm -hmm. family and friends up there, and that'll probably be the right time of the... What Great time of year to be there. Yeah, start yes. going that. Yeah. Um, I would love, I would love to get to Acadia National Park mm -hmm. in Maine. Not sure if that will happen, because when I get up in upstate New York, um, I I love New York. No, I <laughs> uh, love not, New York. Not not the city. I mean, yeah. I've been in the city. The city's great when you feel like being in the city, but upstate New York, there is so much to do and see in the state of New York that is like yeah. amazing. And I haven't seen all that, and I want to see it. Okay. So. Do you have a Facebook page? I have. Where can my, people who want to follow you can they just go to your Facebook page? Well, it's my personal one. I would is that open? 
Yeah, because you know what? Well, we're going to have to get you to write for Girl Camper. I've been (laughs) twisting your armor out there, giving us a monthly report about that solo woman travel full-timer. What's life like on the road? Yeah. (laughs) Well, Sandy, thank you for coming on. Uh, I was so excited to see you. You know, I miss you like crazy here. Yeah, I know. I miss everybody, too. But it's a joy for me to get on um, Facebook and, oh, my God, look where Sandy is. It's great to see you living your dream. Yeah. All right. Having fun. Happy trails. (laughs) Thank you. Well, that's our show for today. It was so fun visiting with Sandy. I've had so much fun sitting here listening to her and talking about all the things she's been doing. It is so exciting. And she was one really hardworking single mom. So it's great to see someone in this stage of their life really be able to seize the reins and and do some things that they really wanted to do so thank you sandy for coming on the show i want to thank our sponsors liberty outdoors for my beautiful max i was sitting in it this afternoon dreaming about the places i'm going to be going soon i'm heading up soon next weekend to camp in the delaware water gap that liberty outdoors thank you so much I'd also like to thank Campco for all the things they make to make all of our boating, recreating fun. Also, our consortium of girl camper friendly RV dealerships, Bankston Motorhomes in Alabama and Tennessee, General RV with 13 locations around the country, and Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia. That's a wrap, everybody. Have a great week. Happy trails. Happy trails.